wonderful people, you. How y'all doing? How's it going? I hope, I hope that the day is treating you well. Um, we're going straight into into podcast today, which <laughs> to the point where I hadn't even silenced the alerts yet. So. <laughs> Josie, thank you. Thank you for the free sub there. Um, which reminds me, I'm muting the alerts. <laughs> so there isn't immediate um, uh, uh, swearing. Uh, you know, we're going to have to at least give it a couple of minutes before we get into the full-blown uh, uh, swearing. Um, <laughs> right. So, for those who don't know, today is podcast day, where we do the Through Our Eyes podcast. Um, this podcast is aimed at highlighting marginalised creators and their stories, um, trying to educate and um, answer those questions that quite often don't get an answered, um, and that usually a little bit uh, taboo or, or awkward. Um, and... We put together this podcast uh, to highlight individual stories um, as a side project to the main through our eyes, um, big streams that happen every couple of months um, to highlight groups of creators. Um, it's wholesome and educational, it is, it is. So the alerts will be off, um, as they are now, anyway. Um, Today I am going to be hosting alone because unfortunately Artemis has uh, has like real people work um, and has to actually, you know, be in work <laughs> instead of doing this. And we've had to do it a little bit earlier uh, because of uh, um, our guests' uh, um, work schedule as well. So um, yeah. I will hand over um to you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself hey everyone my name is white shadow or you can call me jb if you will like uh my hometown is baltimore maryland but uh currently i'm kind of like a i'm like a supervisor for a before and after school program at a local uh community center um, I am a, also a streamer. I'm a variety streamer. I focus on story-based and narrative games. And right now I'm going through Lost Judgment, which is going fantastic so far. <laughs> um, uh, and, oh, and my pronouns are also he, him. Um, and uh, where would people be able to find you online? Um... Uh, online? On Twitch? And Instagram, it will be White Shadow two thousand six, but on Twitter, it will be White Shadow Ness N E S S. Yeah, I didn't learn that um, earlier on this week at all. No, uh, <laughs> I mean, no mistakes were made at all. No, 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 we saw nothing. No, no. It's a new day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and what brought you here today? Um, you could say that, uh, Lupus brought me here. Um, <laughs> the fact that, uh, I've been living with Lupus for about five years now, and in a, in a uh, random but true fact, only one out of 
10 people are male have lupus. I do love it when uh, um, uh, statistically unlikely uh, uh, things uh, occur in uh, medical illnesses. That's always the fun ones. Uh <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's right. You win the lottery. Like, uh. oh, dear. <laughs> um, so. How about we start with you telling us a little bit about your story, how how your illness started and um, how it's progressed to now. And, you know, let's start with what is lupus? <laughs> very good. That's a that's actually a very good thing to start off with. Like, what is lupus? <laughs> lupus is an autoimmune disease. And what do we mean by autoimmune disease? It means that my autoimmune disease is overactive um, and it's causing a lot of inflammation in my body. And so every so often you will hear people who have lupus saying like, um, my fingers are swollen, my wrist is swollen, my knee is swollen, my foot is swollen. Like those are some examples of things that has personally happened, happened to me. And it causes damage throughout the body. And so um, you think about, about like when it's swollen, it's like you have to be very careful on what you, on, on how you walk, how you use your joints and things like that. So it can damage your body. And as a matter of fact, right now, I'm still flaring on my, this is my right wrist. I'm still flaring here. So I'm, so I'm in, it's like not as huge as it was a week, a few weeks ago, but is dying down, which I'm happy for because I need this to drive and ride and carry things. So, um, what is the difference between uh, lupus and, say, arthritis? That's the scary part. <laughs> That's the scary part because they're very alike, but it's like for lupus, it kind of like comes and goes. I think that's what I that's what I want to say for for for, for lupus. From from what I've noticed, it kind of like comes and goes. But uh, I can't speak much for arthritis since I don't have arthritis. But from what I can remember, it's like lupus ten, lu lupus tends to tends to like tends to like like a come and go. But they are like they they are very very similar in that in that nature that that you are going to have pain in your joints and in certain areas of your of your own body. Um, so you said you've had, you've been, um, suffering from this for five years. So tell us what, what happened? How, how did it come about and what was your experience with that? Okay. So I found out I had lupus for five years, but we also got it back up to 2010. <laughs> we got it back up, back up, uh, back up a bit more. Um, I found out I got lupus through when I was going to my physician, I'll, you know, I'll, you know, to your primary care physician, you're just going to get a checkup, you know, body checks, heart, breathing, et cetera. And it came to the point where I had to give them, give them my urine. Okay, sure. Pee in a cup. I gave it to the nurse. And then I got a call later saying, Hey, you got some microscopic blood in your urine. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's never a good thing to hear. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, like for one, it's like, should I have seen that? Never mind, it's microscopic. I never would have seen it, but how? 
And so from there, I had to get a biopsy um, while I was still in uh, Maryland, and uh, that happened. From there, I found out I had something called membranous glomerulonephritis. So with that, uh, it's pretty much in, it's an uh, inflammation of, of my kidney structures. It causes problems with the functioning of my, uh, of my kidneys. So I'm aware I have this from 2010 all the way up through 2016. Now in 2016, I, uh, I, lived, I, uh, I lived in uh, Seoul and I was going to the hospital to, you know, to find a new doctor so that I can, you know, keep seeing someone so that, so that uh, I can be treated. And they, had, uh, and they had me stay there overnight because my blood pressure was really, really high. And then when I finally got to see like a doctor, they told me like, yeah, I'm suspecting you might have uh, lupus. And they went ahead and I got set up for an appointment to get a biopsy there. Now, I had to get two biopsies because the first one failed. <laughs> and I was like, you can't be serious because the medicine over there, like, it didn't knock me out and I wasn't completely numb. So I was kind of feeling the needle going. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm okay, I'm okay. Just don't move. I'll be fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> and uh, the first time they failed. So I had to wait a month and then go and get a second one. And then that's, and then that, and then that's when they when they confirmed, like, yes, you do have SLE, and it was at uh, uh, stage four. And that's, like, that's, like, middle to, like, critical, but I was feeling pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty, um, pretty, um, uh, critical. So from there, I was able to go in, they gave me access to a cardiologist, rheumatologist, and, uh, cardi, roomy, nephrologist. <laughs> Um, so I'm so so I'm out here seeing someone from my heart, someone from my kidneys, and someone just for general lupus because things are compounding. Like I have a high blood pressure that's affecting my kidneys. I have lupus that's also causing other random things to happen throughout my body. And if I, you know, they, they just wanted to monitor everything. So um, I ended up moving throughout Korea throughout throughout my throughout my time there. And I'm and I'm getting access to various doctors, but fast forward to um, May 2020, I'm now back in the states. COVID has hit uh, China and Korea, and so I'm out of there. <laughs> um, and then I and then I go to the hospitals here, and I get a what's the word rheumatologist. The rheumatologist comes in and says, uh, after seeing your blood test and this, that, and a third, uh, we don't see any signs of lupus. And I'm sitting in bed in shock, like, you didn't just tell me that, did you? <laughs> because it's like after, what, at this point, five years, I've had this disease, and you're coming over here basing it, on, basing it off of a blood test that I don't have lupus. It's like, for one, you need more than one kind of test to find out what I have. And it's like, two, my records that I brought from Korea, translated to English, are not here. Like, I brought what I could, but it's like, later on, uh, I was able to give them my records, and they still don't believe that I have. It's like, thanks, guys. Thanks. So I'm just going to stop it here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so. so, so I'm trying to make the best of it now. I'm still seeing them, but... Uh, open season is coming soon, and I'm hoping that if I switch insurances, they're not going to be on the same one. Kind of hoping. <laughs> so, in terms of 
um, currently mm -hmm. they've taken away your diagnosis, more or less. Yeah, they don't, they pretty much don't believe me. Like, my rheumatologist doesn't, but my general and my nephrologist do, as far as, as far as I can tell. <laughs> okay, and, and, and how's that working out with getting, um, uh, support and help? Um, they're still treating it as if I do have it, but they still don't believe that I have it. As far as my rheumatologist goes. Right. Okay. So, so, so they're still giving me the help I need, but they're still, but there's, there's, there's still like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I borderline want to tell them like, do y'all just want to do a biopsy on me? I'm used to it at, used to it <laughs> at this point. Like I already had like three, <laughs> like just go ahead and stick the needle and just, just stick the needle in, in me and find out what you want. I, I, like, <laughs> I feel right. that in in oh, the yeah. sense of like you get to a point where you just are like yeah no this this is like a five out of the ten that I can experience on the <laughs> on the pain levels that I can get to so you right. might as well <laughs> yeah it's like trust me I'm not a true masochist but this pain I'm so used to it now. <laughs> Oh god. I'd also like to point out to the audience that the this is a very uh, um uh key example of the nervous laughter that comes with the <laughs> the the chronic illness uh feels of yeah, the only thing you can do is laugh because otherwise it it's obviously quite distressing. Um right. So through through all of this diagnosis and and seeing so many specialists, how are you feeling? Because you said that initially that you're just a general checkup. Mm. To suddenly, now, tr well, it sounds running yourself ragged trying to get a, a a doctor that actually will follow through with re-diagnosing you. Right now, it's like I'm okay. Right now, I'm okay. Is that I'm chronic stable. illness okay, or is that okay? It's okay. Not, um, the chronic illness is like with is like through my doctor's medication. I'm doing okay. I honestly wish I was doing better, but it's like when when I, I mentioned earlier that my kidneys are involved. I actually don't have all my kidney function. <laughs> um, the last numbers I saw, it was around the, I have, I'm around 40% for kidney function. And, and that, that both kidneys as well? Yeah. Yeah, I'm at a 40% for, kid, for kidney function. So it's like, I worry when I eat certain foods because it's like, is my kidney going to do its job or am I going to get infected somehow? Okay, so um, tell us a little bit more about that. Like, so you say certain foods can affect it, and um, well, what would well, happen? yeah, well, yeah. When I when, okay, when I say like certain foods, it's like I'm always worried about how well cooked it is. Now I also love sushi, and I'm worried about that too. So I'm mean, I'm kind of staying away from that because this it's like yeah. raw. So it's like I so it's like so I'm always concerned like is my food cooked properly. Has something else 
contaminated this food. And also for me personally, speaking for myself, also that also guys, I'm just talking from my experience. Please go see your doctors on any and all things. For me, I realized that things like potatoes, white um, white potatoes and tomatoes can sometimes start things with me. Okay. And yeah, so those can start like flares or swelling or things going on with my with my kidneys. Right. So flares aren't uh, to clarify again because I feel like mm -hmm. we've, 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 there's a, a wide range of things that are, um, are playing factors here. Um, mm -hmm. Flares aren't necessarily infections themselves. They're correct. It's, it's, it's it, these are these flares are a specific uh, symptom of the lupus, not of infection. So the infection um, kind of triggers those rather than causes it. Um, I want to say that the flares, they're like the inflammation and also pain, but also at that same time, it's the white blood cells attacking all the good cells. Right. Um, yeah. So it's the, it's the white blood cells attacking all the good cells and the infections, I believe they have a part in that too, but I'm pretty i'm pretty more confident that the white blood cells is them attacking all the good cells in your body yeah um i mean i <laughs> i may be a bit more focused on the uh bio biological side of things because for me that's a really interesting mm -hmm. part um yeah i i do actually know all of these answers by the way i'm just trying to, <laughs> I try to make sure that People who don't really understand it and don't un know what lupus is can mm -hmm. can understand from your uh, uh, perspective what is going on with you. Um, so, say you have a bad flare up. Mm -hmm. What 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 is that for you? Uh, a bear a bad flare up. Uh, well, for one, it would depend on where it is. Um, so let's say my flare-up is on my feet. So there's a very high chance that I'm not walking too much anywhere. I'm probably not driving anywhere. And I'm probably going to be in a bed. And if my flare-up is, let's say, in my hands or in my, um, or in my uh, wrist, per se, there's a high chance that I'm not doing a lot of activity on a computer. I'm probably not gaming. I'm probably not doing a lot of things that I would like to do because I need to let my body rest for the, for the, for the most part. I need to let my body rest. Make sure I'm not stressing about anything because that's who can also start something. Yeah. Um, and, um, how long will that last for you? That too also varies. Like I've had flare-ups that has lasted for like a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks. But on some some instances, I noticed that this happens around the May through July time. That some of my flares then last. They can last for a solid month. Okay, and and. As you said, that it can affect different areas. Are you likely to get 
multiple areas flaring up at once, or is it usually a targeted area? Multiple, I mean, it can happen in multiple places at the same time. That has happened. That that has happened before. So it's like, for example, I've I've had a flare up on like, per se, my elbow and my right foot, or I can have something on my like 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 my left foot and my right shoulder, things like that. And sometimes I'll uh, my neck. And in the beginning, when I had when I when I had I had lupus, it was it was very painful, and I believe swelling in my face would swell at times too. So it sounds very much like it's extremely debilitating when it can hit um, and it very much impacts your um, uh, day-to-day life um, and how you um, function in society, so to speak. Um, How has that uh, affected you with, say, working and doing the things that you enjoy? Um, starting with working, it has definitely affected me. Uh, when I was in Korea, um, they try and look for like healthy teachers, and it's like, oh, I have lupus. Like, if I start flaring, my weaker side of me is going to start showing. So it's like I have to, I had to like hide my pain as I'm, excuse me, as I'm uh going to the classrooms, teaching the children. There were times where I felt weak, where I had to hide it by kind of like leaning on the desk so that I don't fall over. <laughs> um, and there were times where I've had to ask help for simple things that I should have been able to do, but I had to, I've had to genuinely ask help because my joints wouldn't allow me to reach up for something or carry multiple things at the same time, or I couldn't move. But um. As far as how it's affected, like by working, it has cost me about I want to say two to three jobs while I was in Korea. So I've had to move several times, and by this time I had already found out that I had lupus and X Y Z. But fast forward to now with my current job, I want to say my supervisor knows. People have seen me walk around there with a cane. Like that's how far it's taking me down. And I've had to like change parking spots, and I know that next time I go to the doctors, I want to I want to see if I can get like a handicap something like spot, so that when I am down, I can like use it, you know, like use it but not abuse it, because there are actual people who are handicapped more than I am. But there are times where it's like I really need this spot because walking to the front door of a store, at this sense, is no good. Now, as far as uh, things that I love to do, like, I love, of course, I love gaming. And it's like, you know, when, like, when the pain hits my joints and I need to use my keyboard and mouse, it's like, I'm done. <laughs> like, there is no way I'm playing anything. And even when I'm using my controller, it's like, I'm done. <laughs> so it's like, all fun is out the window for the most part. It's just more like me trying to use it as less as possible. But I'll still do like simple things, but I can't do like, you know, FPS or yeah. RPGs and things like that. So it's like, I have to be very cautious. I can't do everything. And my mom, who's a nurse, she's all, she's all over me. Like, you know, don't do this, don't do that. And I'm like, I need to do something though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, 
it is something that heavily impacts you and uh um uh i i i find it um sad but also um uh as uh, amusing at the concept of of feeling not handicapped enough <laughs> to to be using mm -hmm. a spot um because there are people that are more handicapped and I, I i i just want to where where has that come from for you because obviously if you if you, you with a with a, a chronic illness mm -hmm. you, you are you are <laughs> i am handicapped you are, but... <laughs> yeah, i feel like we're drawing some so let's talk a bit about that how how has that come about of your your mentality of ah gotcha Gotcha. Um, it's, uh, with me being handicapped, uh, it's like, it's just for my, I guess you could say for my, for my handicap, it's like a on off switch right now. Right now, I want to say I'm off because I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm almost, well, majority able to do what I need to do besides my wrist, but it's like, I know that, but I also know that I am capable of doing many things, and so I don't want to. I like, like I don't want to say the say the say the cliche handy capable, but it's like I might be down in certain areas, but I'm very good at improvising despite everything that's going on with me. So even though, like you know, I'm not, I'm not like fully handicapped or so society handicap, however they want to define it. It's like, I'm still very capable, but there are times where it's like, I need help. I need certain things that a person who's handicapped or they can't do everything that they can do on their own. So that's one thing I do wish that people knew about people who have lupus is that some days we're all good and there are some days where it's like, I'm down and out. I can't do anything. And I need to sometimes even cancel plans. I mean, my, my reason for asking is, is because quite often um, those of us who uh, have a disability or a chronic illness often end up comparing ourselves to others and feeling not not ill enough to to qualify for the help or to um apply for the help or to seek seek out the things that would help us in those particular times that um we need it um uh, that's why i was asking is just because uh, um I, I i've recognized that kind of like Oh well, I know that there are people that oh, need it more than me, but in reality, that shouldn't be how how um, disability support actually works. It should be a case of I... you you have a chronic illness. It's something that is going to affect you for a long time, and it has affected you for a long time. You can have things that will trigger it, and you will be unable to predict when those flare-ups will occur 
you are as as uh, um in need of those services as anyone else is and yeah. it's something that i feel comes up quite a lot is that we as as disabled or ill people do end up feeling like we it, it's a a grading system and like oh we're not we're not as bad as other people so therefore it's it's we diminish our our value and our our need for those things mm -hmm. um which i i think is something important to to really to really uh, um highlight when when we think about where we stand on our our rights our our uh, um right so i just thought it was quite interesting because right. that it, is that <laughs> is very very true and every so often just like just just like just like even now it's like it's like i have it i don't but it's like i still need the same help so yeah you're yeah. very right um it's it's something that takes a lot of learning that just because you can do things some of the time doesn't mean that that makes you any less um entitled to 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 that help and support um and not not all illnesses are or or disabilities are um a loss of a limb or the lack of of use of of a limb it's it's not always visibly there right so um yeah yeah there are a lot there are a lot <laughs> of illnesses that are definitely invisible and you wouldn't know unless someone says something or i'm wearing an obvious sign or you get to know them exactly um anyway that was a, a complete sidetrack <laughs> from, from it's all good <laughs> i just thought it was a really really a good point to to bring up that um so in in that kind of vein of things um how how do you feel about being diagnosed with lupus and then being undiagnosed and then, <laughs> and then re researching um, for that yeah um so i knew that there was something wrong with me from 2010 to 2016 that's six years i knew there was something wrong with me and i took the precautions and necessaries to take care of myself but now but but when 2016 hit that i had lupus i wish and I wish that was discovered in 2010, if it was active fit. Like, I wish someone took it a step further and said, oh, you have membranous glomerulonephritis? I wish someone said, I wonder if he has blank or lupus in this, in, in this case, because that would have saved me a whole bunch of headache waiting that long. And with me finding out overseas that I have lupus, it's like, uh i have friends here but i don't have family here so uh yeah uh the support is going to be very little to none like when i like when i sought out support i actually looked on twitch like i typed in lupus uh 
uh, either my old disease, membranous glomerulonephritis, um, kidneys, like, you know, anyone who could, like, like, you know, anyone, anything that could, that could, like, uh, show up. I searched on there. I searched for Facebook groups. Uh, I did some Googling for any, like, uh, support groups that were either in Korea or in the U.S. And it's like, I found some, but uh, it's like, I'm, I was very dependent on the internet for support. Wait, did I just derail there? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, I th I think that that's one one thing that um a lot of a lot of people do have in common uh when it comes to um uh especially especially chronic illnesses that have variable um uh symptoms it's not the word yeah. that i'm looking for but we have a varying things that happen to us yeah especially for like for, for like a lupus yeah so i mean you you can you, you as you said you can get a diagnosis but your um how it it, it displays itself is is variable uh, it's, it could be across the, your entire body it could it, it's very different things at different times it's not constant and it's not one thing that's very like yep this is this this one thing happens and for it, it's all the time mm -hmm. um which usually results a lot in in um needing to search more wi widely yourself rather than uh end up with a uh um a professional's like guidance um a lot of the time um right. often uh, um i don't know whether or not that that that's the case for for you but often um uh people have said that uh they get the diagnosis and that's where the help stops how is it for you um for me so when I got the diagnosis while in Korea, I got help. Yeah. I definitely got help. But when I came here to the States and I got diagnosed, we, they were saying that I didn't have it. I was genuinely scared. Um, I was scared because it was either I've been drugged up for five years for no reason or this doctor doesn't know what he's talking about and i'm like something happened like i'm still there even though even though they still don't believe me it's like i'm still you know i'm still concerned but i i haven't i haven't been without help the only time i've the only time i haven't like the only time that i've been without help is in transition between jobs and when i transition from korea to the states so like, uh, oh, oh sorry they've they've been looking after all elements of your illness rather than just a clear cut here's a diagnosis and here's here's some medication they've actually been supporting you outside of that no not in uh not in korea because of the language because of the language barrier 
if anything, they've I've gone to the doctors, gave them my blood, gave them my urine. They talked to me, see how I was feeling, told me the numbers and all that. But as far as like support goes, it's still via internet because oh, but I do know a group now IRL. There's a lupus. Let me start. There's a there's a local uh, lupus group that meets up every now and then, and I had a chance to meet with them in in a uh, May of this year. So there is a in person group that I can now go to if I ever need support. So has that has that been um, helpful for you? Has that been what what benefit have you um, got from that? Well, one benefit is knowing that uh, I'm not I'm I'm not alone in this. It's like there are other people. Well, now that I'm back in the states, we can speak the same language, <laughs> and um, it's like we can share our experiences because one or more of us has probably gone through it, and we can share how we're taking care of ourselves because. Not, I want to say, not all of us are, not not all of us are seeing doctors, but some of us are seeing doctors, and we're seeing how we're taking care of each other, like medically. What are we doing physically to keep to like to like keep healthy? What are we eating to stay healthy? Um, like what's a good stress reliever? And like we're just sharing a whole. We're, we're like a, um, we're like a thinking pot per se. <laughs> And we're just just trying to take care of each other and you know honoring and remembering those who uh didn't make it through lupus like so we've uh honored them too so in terms of um going forward with um your diagnosis and um your illness what can you expect what's is it going to be a lifelong thing? Is it going to be um, something that you can beat? Is it? This is going to be a lifelong thing. This is going to be a lifelong thing. Um, I know that, that there are people out there still doing research, still doing studies. They're doing everything they can. But right now, all that we can do is just treat it and maintain it and do and I and I also realized that I need to do my part in taking care of myself outside of just seeing the doctors like you know like what am I eating am I exercising what am I doing mentally for my uh for myself you know and do I have like good stress coming in doing something that that makes me happy you know mm -hmm. um and the treatment that you get is that something that you're going to be able to is it is it always going to help um i'm hoping that it continues to help but i also realize that with my body constantly changing so is my treatment so it's like i'm seeing the doctors every few months and things can happen in be uh in between visits I'm, I'm just hoping that uh, ultimately I'm able to keep up with it and my body doesn't like reject the treatment that I'm getting because if it does, then I'm in serious trouble. Like if 
my like you know per se if my kidneys were to like go out i'm on dialysis and that's not the greatest feeling being that being at my age right now like that's something i wouldn't wish on anyone and i personally don't want it but if my body does that then i'm <laughs> i'm going to be truly scared i mean i, I think that is a given with anyone like that's that is it's probably one of the scariest things that you can have to face and have to uh, um, uh, deal with in a, in a long fall um, that isn't cancer um, right. Right. Um, and it's it's uh, understandable that um, it would be scary and uh, um, uh, something that you've got to try and uh, avoid. So I assume it's quite you have to be quite intensive with uh, and rigorous with like um, making sure of uh, your diet and, and exercise. And it's it is it's more of a a job than it is a. <laughs> Pass right. Time at this, right? <laughs> right. Um, right. So, hey, Arthur Hey. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I, I I literally briefly looked across and was like, "What crap? I've lost my place." Um. <laughs> so, on on that term, what what are the biggest challenges um that you have experienced um with the uh, um having lupus um in no specific order um first one would be uh being social being social is the first thing that comes to mind because it's like I want to go out and have fun after working. I want to go and do something, you know, exciting for me. I want to go out to the bars or the club, have a drink with friends, something, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, my body's like, eh, no, nah, not today, man. You're going to stay in. Like, uh, and there's that. And there's that feeling of if I did go out, I don't want to be a burden because of my illness. Because, like, if things start acting up and I'm not able to do the things that I need to do, i.e. walk or hold things or get from point A to point B without complaining or saying, hey, I need to stop and rest. It's like, I hate to, I hate to be that person. I really do. So that's been one of the things. Another thing is uh, work-wise, um, like I said, when I was working in Korea, like, they want someone who's super healthy. It's like, it's like, I've had to hide it there. And as much as I wanted to tell them, it's like, I was afraid that they were going to use that as a weapon to try and, as, as, as an excuse to fire me for an, for an unnecessary reason. And that feeling kind of carried over here to the States, but uh, they were gracious. They were gracious to me here as far as, as far as that goes. So it's like, I can come in with a cane and they won't think less of me, which I'm very happy for. Um, another way that uh, it has uh, impacted me 
Um, it has affected my sleep because there are times where the pain is just unbearable. It's like from like a scale of one or one to ten. Sometimes it'll sit around an eight to a ten, and it, and it hurts really bad that I can't sleep. So my sleep has been knocked out. And um, and there are some days where it's like I have a I have a so many spoons, but somehow my spoons just get depleted doing simple things. So it's like as much as I want to do everything. It's like, I can't do everything because my body is like, dude, you need to rest. Don't do this because if you do this, you're going to be knocked out later. And it's happened. <laughs> it has happened. And it's like, I'm sorry, body. I did you wrong. I'm going to bed. Let's try again tomorrow. <laughs> um, for those who... Uh... Uh, who don't know, um, which I'd be surprised at if you're in this channel because we talk about it quite often. Um, spoons, um, it comes from spoon theory, um, where um, it's a it's a it's a, a, a theory that's used quite often with those with chronic illness um, that um, to help um, those who um, are generally well and um, uh uh not suffering from illnesses um uh, to understand how you have a certain amount of energy um and these are depicted by spoons um and each task uh chore um uh, activity takes a certain number of spoons um if you use up all of your spoons uh you will have to either borrow from the next day or or stop all activities and um uh often it's very unlikely that you end up carrying spoons forward uh, <laughs> but if if you have have something big planned then quite often you will have to stop yourself from doing other things so that you can get through a certain activity um which is quite often why uh, a lot of people with chronic illnesses or disabilities struggle with work or um, maintaining a social life on top of that. Um, so, um, yeah, if you want to look it up, Google Spoon Theory for for a definitely more articulate um, uh, description of it. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so if if you hear us referring to that that's what spoon theory is um indeed so have you found the longer you've gone on with um uh, lupus that you have found more and more that you have had less spoons to spend or has it been a consistent only during flare-ups that there's much of, a, of that or how has it affected you in that sense hmm whenever i am flaring up i definitely have less spoons i definitely have less spoons and i have to do a lot of improvising and sometimes that uses up more spoons because 
with me being right-handed, I have to use my left hand per se. Let's say, let's say my uh, right foot is good enough for me to walk on. I have to put more effort there. So definitely when I am flaring, definitely uh, spoons are limited. But when I'm, but when I'm not flaring, um, it varies. I, I want to say it depends on, for me, it depends on my sleep, the weather, and what I know is coming up. <laughs> because um, I don't know if this affects you or anyone else in the, um, in the, um, in the um, chat, but when it rains, for some reason, my joints just like to go off. <laughs> I don't know if that's if I don't know if that's uh, if that's applicable to anyone else here. Like I love the rain, I love water, but it's like why you do this to me? <laughs> for for me, um, I I would I I haven't noticed any uh, pain increase around um, rain. I I just get asthma, so. <laughs> I just get all of my things. Oh, and then we'll just add another one, just 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 for funsies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it is it is quite a common thing, um, as okay. as you can tell from chat that the weather does really impact uh, flare ups and and pain levels and general just ailments everything just seems to be connected with like weather moon phases uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> whether or not you got up on the right side of the bed in the morning um <laughs> almost all the things it's like why <laughs> but also you you say that um uh it's it's dependent on on things like you know what's coming up um whether or not you've had enough sleep I mean, just having an illness where you have to pay attention to your diet, pay attention to your exercise, uh, consider every time you leave whether or not you're going to have a flare-up um, that could potentially leave you, as you said, like stranded or, a, a, as you described it, a burden to others. Um, that in itself takes up spoons, which yeah. is something that quite often doesn't get talked about with when it comes to disability and illnesses um just the act of being ill even if you're having a good day the amount of things that you have to consider because of that illness means that you're already using up spoons from that day um even if it is just because you're you're worrying or stressing or um yeah it, it, it does use up spoons and so it it already puts you at a slight disadvantage compared to others um, who don't have illnesses. Um, right. So it's always it's always a good idea to be kind to yourself when it comes yeah. to these things. Just <laughs> um, something I'm totally good at. Yeah, yeah, that too. It's like I'm still working on that too. It's like I am not the greatest at always being kind to myself, but I'm trying to get better at that. <laughs> Oh dear, um, but yeah. So it's it is definitely 
something to 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 remember um when it comes to um adapting to an illness or or dealing with the long term um of the illness um okay so uh we've we've done that one that's the question i'm on to next okay mm-hmm. what do you wish others knew about lupus um what hurdles have you had to face and and what advice would you give to others in seeking um uh care and support um in a similar situation to you a lot um in no particular order um see where where i want to start with there is no solid one treatment like like there are many people who are sick who have lupus they have varying illnesses what you may see on the web what you may research it's not always going to work for every individual i just want to apologize i wasn't laughing at you my my kitten just stretched and then just kind of fell over like that (laughs) sorry i totally missed that (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I did not mean to interrupt. I just was like, "Oh God, it looks like I'm getting I'm laughing at what you're saying." Continue, please. <laughs> um, yeah. So everything that you might see on TV, internet, friends, other doctors, they may work but they may not work for everyone. So I would just say, um, like, let us consult our doctors. Like, if, like, you know, most of us do, like, who are able to get one, we have one. Like, let us, like, let us consult them. Like, don't tell me to try this, that, and the third, because it's like, it's like a slap in the face because, it's not gonna work for me and it's like a lot of things that's out there it's it hasn't been proven and it's like well i see you're trying to help me it's not really helping it's like i appreciate the gesture but you know let me do my research on it like don't like don't tell it's like i i guess i guess what i'm trying to say is don't tell me what and what not to try, but show me some like you know, like you know, for me, show me research where they're where they're where they're making progress, and if I think it's gonna be good for me, or if I talk to my doctors, then we'll give it a shot. But don't come out the blue saying I should try this. Have I had this pill? Have I done that? You know. So that's one thing. Um, another thing I've mentioned it earlier, uh, like, please forgive us if we cancel plans. <laughs> please forgive us. It's, it's like, I like personally, I'm probably not the only one here, but I hate canceling plans, especially when we planned it like a year in advance, six months in advance, so far in advance. And then when a day comes, it's like, I'm sorry, y'all. I can't go. 
<laughs> like, please forgive us. Show mercy to us. <laughs> like, like this sucks having this disease, but uh, it's like this is something that we have to bear with, and I'm not trying to do anyone wrong by canceling, but this happens. But also know that even though we might not be able to come, please invite us. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't want to feel left out. <laughs> it's like, we, we know. We know that we suck at um, turning yeah. up to things. Look, we, we just, we just kind of want to feel included at this point. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I want to go hiking. I want to go swimming. I want to go zipline. I want to go do all the fun things. But just know that I might say no, but please don't invite me. <laughs> Forgive me when I haven't changed out of my pajamas um, because I'm in so much pain and and I was due to meet you 10 minutes ago and it, it just it just didn't happen. Oh, no. <laughs> so very true. <laughs> it's like, I should have gotten out of bed an hour ago. Um, what am I doing? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> no, no, Floki, you can't eat the, the, the thing. Also, kitten. <laughs> um, yeah. Um. <laughs> so I'm distracted to chat with Cat now. Uh... <laughs> It's all good. Cat wins. Cats, cats, cats are the feel-good creatures. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a kitten break. Yeah, just to show you all. Got his own little like blanket, and Aww. and he's... <laughs> no, stop using it as a as a point to try and eat. The food. Um, <laughs> he's also a ravenous uh, 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 little uh, kitten, so he tends to try and eat everything. Um, right, so invite to uh, uh, things. Don't uh, try and uh, um, uh, tell us that uh, this new vitamin uh, is going to cure us. Um, to <laughs> if you're going to try and help, um, Use actual research, um, uh, <laughs> but the essential oils. Oh god, the amount of times that I've heard that one. Um, <laughs> um, and how would you advise advise others to approach accessing care and support uh, for themselves? Oh, caring support for themselves. Okay. Um, that's a that's a tall order there. Um, for themselves, first off, take care of yourself by doing things that make you happy and make you feel good, for sure. 
like that's one big thing is like do stuff that makes you happy secondly if you feel like you might have something or if you feel like something is not right go to your doctor <laughs> go to your doctor um if you think you've had something that a friend of yours or an acquaintance might be able to help you with seek them out too but uh i would say there are uh google can be your best friend and your uh worst enemy at the same time when it comes to looking up things that could possibly be wrong with you <laughs> I will, I will, I will, I will say that much. Um, I already have my like, uh, slated, um, resources that I go to. If I ever need to look up anything medically, I go there and I, I've had enough experience with them that it's like, I trust their word over a lot of things that I'll find over the, over the, um, internet. So I would say definitely. Find solid resources that can uh, help you. If it's a if it's about if it's about your illnesses, there are. I mean, like personally, I've gone to a lot of hospital sites, and well, I've gone to hospitals that I've personally gone to myself and done my own my own uh, research on. So those hospitals, I'll go to their sites and see and see like what's up with this or. I'll go there concerning my own condition to see like what could I do or all that or all that uh, good stuff and um yeah I, and also be weary of what you consume because not everything you hear is fact definitely definitely um fact checked fact checked because it might not be fact it could be all just all all just theory and uh you're probably gonna if you don't check it and it's not good, you could be doing your body more harm. So definitely do your own research for sure. Yeah, I mean that's all solid advice for for um any any um illness or um disability. Always always try and go for legitimate uh um sources and try to do your own research but don't try and self-diagnose or let like your friend or your aunt diagnose you and not go to your doctor um <laughs> go to a professional mm -hmm. um but it it's always it's google is a great resource but you've got to make sure that you're using it to it appropriately. I mean, there is a reason that um, people tell you not to Google your symptoms because, you know, <laughs> WebMD is going to tell you you've got cancer or... or uh... <laughs> it's going to tell you all the things you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, you're definitely pregnant. Um, <laughs> or death is imminent. I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But yeah. 
So, I mean, it can be useful, but also it yeah. can pretty much scare the living bejesus out of you. So, just just be mindful of what what you're looking at, and always go to a professional. Um, Double edged sword. <laughs> can you not try and like destroy my PC with my own water, please? Um, so. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you little chaos demon um what so what stereotypes um if any uh would you like to squash about living with your illness um i'm not faking it <laughs> sorry i am uh one of them is that people who have who have lupus like some people think we're faking it. We're not. Uh, like, we try and hide it, but we're definitely not faking it. That is definitely one stereotype I wish people would be like, Arr! like, when we're sick, we're sick, leave us be, respect it, and let us heal up, please. <laughs> Um, also, what else, what else, what else? Stereotype, stereotype, stereotype. I didn't give this question much, uh, much, uh, much, uh, um, Oh. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, it, I, the, the answer, it, there's no correct answer. You could, the, 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 you could mm. literally go, nah, I can't think of any. Uh. <laughs> but no, but no, that's the... Uh, that's the one thing that I wish people would stop would stop thinking is that we're faking it. It's like, no, we're being very serious. It's just that we show our pain differently. And it's up to you to get to know us to see like how do we show like, oh hey, we're sick, we're in distress. Like this is what's going on. And also sometimes, sometimes even our medication can have an effect on us because for me, I think I'm taking like, whew, what am I taking? Like maybe give or take seven pills, some of them twice a day. Oof. Yeah, like honestly, I feel like an old man. I honestly feel like an old man whenever I take these pills, because now I'm taking more than my parents. And it's like, I think I'm older, I'm, I'm uh, older than y'all now. <laughs> and it's like, um, yeah, uh, y'all want some of my pills because uh, I'm kind of old here. My body doesn't want to stay up. <laughs> and y'all are the one taking, y'all are the ones taking, taking care of me, not vice versa. So uh, yeah. <laughs> It's one of those things, isn't it? That um, when you, one of the the weird feelings is looking at um, um, your dosset box and going, "I need a dosset box for this." Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> when you need an actual box to contain an a everyday medication, <laughs> right? I felt. 
I felt so horrible when I had when my mom actually uh, got me mines and I never used one until she got me mines. I was always getting a pill container boop, 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 for for all the drills all day. It's like, oh no, I'm doing this every week now. Pill Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> like someone stop me. I can't do this. I gotta count this out. <laughs> like. Like this, like this pill box is a harsh reminder <laughs> that I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh um, my gosh! I I'm I'm gonna need to um take a brief um minute because apparently someone decided to drop fifty gift subs in the chat. What? And I, uh, I, I, um, um, <laughs> wait, are they really 50 gifts? Not a bot? Um, no, Simargu is someone that, um, hangs out in, in our chat a lot. Oh, wow. And, talks and, and, um, I, I'm, I'm wondering if it was intentional because that, there's a heck ton of I mean, yeah, the the, the bot is going nuts. Wow. I mean it is trying to list fifty gift subs. <laughs> Morrigan, what are you doing, you nutter? <laughs> what the fuck? Thank you so much. I I really appreciate it. That came out of fucking nowhere um <laughs> i'm sorry that there are no alerts at the moment because we're doing we're doing podcast but i just wanted to take a minute to say thank you that's yeah that is a bear orgy um it would have been a lot of alert it would have been yeah so it's probably a good thing um but thank you so much um Okay. Sorry, I'm going to I'm I'm going to keep going forward with the with the podcast because um it's important that we we concentrate on this. But um, <laughs> take all the time you need. <laughs> right. So, brain not working anymore. Um, I'm going to move on to audience questions because we've actually got quite a few submitted today. Um, oh wow. Because everyone's really interested in in asking you some questions. So, um, the interrogation. The interrogation <laughs> begins. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, during the whole process of reaching your diagnosis, um, did a medical professional ever brush off certain symptom as symptoms as part of one thing, but it later showed to be something completely different? Um, I was getting evaluated for chronic fatigue, but when they found my arthritis, they all just said, this explains it, but the arthritis meds do nothing for the fatigue. So. Wow. I feel bad for that person. <laughs> oh, no. No, I mean, they... it's, I, I, I want to say that it's something that is, is rare, but. It, 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 yeah. It's, I think that's one thing that a lot of people, especially with multiple multiple illnesses as well mm -hmm. can experience 
Um, but yeah, did you? Yeah. Do you experience no. anything like that? Mm-mm. No, they were like once they like once they diagnosed me with what I had, they gave me things for that. And I want to say as other, um, you know, sicknesses came up or you know something weird happening to me, they took they took um care of me. Like for example, I somehow got shingles. And that, oh my gosh, I am glad I got chicken pox as a kid, but I am not glad I got shingles as an adult. <laughs> like, I somehow got shingles after being in a, when I, well, this happened when I was in Korea. I was in a massage chair cafe place. Like, you know, you would go to a cafe, get your like tea or drinks or whatever. And then you would go into a room where you were like, you know, it's like a massage chair and you would just, you know, get a massage for like however long you pay for. And after I did that, you know, I like, 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 you know, I'm feeling great, feeling good. And it's like a day or two after I'm like, why is my back itching? Like, what the? And then it's like, it just spread from like oh. my, uh, it went, went to my chest here to my back. I'm I still have scars there. But uh, it was I lived with that for a solid month. Top of me having lupus, so I'm I'm thinking my immune might have been down enough that it got to me. Oh gosh! Yeah. So that's that is <clears throat> oh not to like not to like derail too far, but that's why I'm like if anyone is ever sick around me, I'm stepping away because they're probably not covering their mouth. They're probably not wearing a mask. I don't want anything else that you might got that I don't know that you have. So, on that topic, um, I feel like uh, uh, that brings uh, a, a very obvious question uh, to the forefront. How has uh, um, uh, dealing with lupus been during COVID? My God. <laughs> Personally, I just wish people would just get the shot. Just get it. Like, do it for me, please. <laughs> do it for me. Do it for the kids who are like 12 and under who can't even get the shot. Because keep in mind, I'm doing before and after school care. I'm around kids. And it's like, you have adults who are... I'm not trying, I'm, I'm not going to do names and all that stuff. I'm not going to oust or, you know, what's the word, dox people. But it's like... You have parents bringing in kids. The parents are sick. They're the ones that have COVID. Some of them are still around their kids. So that makes their kids a direct contact. That direct contact is coming to where I am. I'm like, bruh, like, have you no sympathy? Like, do you not care that you're possibly spreading this? And I'm speaking in terms of people who have tested negative and positive. I'm like... Do you not care that you're the reason that all this is still lingering? I'm like, do you have a heart? <laughs> so it's like, um, granted, they, we we have we have a system in place where we can find out and you know do the whole reporting and all that good things and, and, and uh, all that all that good stuff. But it's like knowing that my body can't fight it if I get it. 
is very heckin' scary. Even with me, I actually got all three shots now. I got three shots of I I I have I have my three shots of Moderna, and I want to say. I did get my third shot too soon. I got it four months after instead of six, but I didn't hear about waiting six months, so that's my fault. But I did get the third shot. But uh, it's like the shots can only do but so much. It's like we, as a human society, it's like, do you want this to go away or do you need to learn the hard way? Um, I feel... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I was just um, have you have you contracted it at all, uh, no. to your knowledge? So, no, to my knowledge, I have not contracted it. I might have been asymptomatic, but I didn't. It didn't like hinder me or, or any anything. And did you have to um completely isolate during the main body of it? Because were, were you vulnerable? No. No, I didn't isolate. Okay. So um, it's so it's like when I got my first two shots, I was able to go boom right back to work. But if I did feel something, then that's when I would have. That's when I. That's when I. When I. I would have. Would have. Would have said, I can't stay here, or I can't come to work because I'm having these symptoms. So, <clears throat> as an aside. Why do you work with kids? <laughs> um, well, it sounds like the, the worst idea ever. Well, working around people is kind of the worst thing to do right now. Yeah. And just the idea so, of working around kids. Kids are always the ones that get sick. Oh, no. Very true. <laughs> um, so let's start. So I had my BFA in graphic design. I tried to get into that. But that didn't work out too well. And so I discovered, you know, you can teach in Korea. Okay, great. I'm teaching English in Korea. And then I discovered that teaching isn't so bad. So I went ahead and got my master's in English as a, as a, as a second language. I, I went ahead to push that a bit further so that I could be a certified teacher. I got all my teaching tests done except for my art test. Test. Oh, my gosh. All the art history that... That's never discussed. It's like, oh yeah, like, like who's involved with sewing and all this good stuff. I'm like, <laughs> but anyways, um, so I, so I was so so I was on the road to um being an actual teacher, and I can still go back and do it, but uh, an opportunity came up where I could potential well, where I'm getting paid more than a teacher. I'm like. You know what? I'm gonna just take it and I'm gonna have to get good at this job because I'm a supervisor where I am. It's like this is a whole new game. It's like I'm overseeing adults and kids. <laughs> so I mean so I, it sounds like a great great position and everything and it, it sounds like um um uh, a good a good decision it's just kids generally are the ones that carry they're, mm -hmm. they're always the ones that get like you know the chicken pox and the um uh, uh, every cold that comes through uh, 
Right. <laughs> yes, they are like they are the carriers. Oh, and there and there was a point that I was calling myself a carrier because is because of if if someone else got sick, I would get sick. And it's like, oh great, this is gonna be hard for me to shake. So I'm carrying this until my body shakes it off. Well, yeah, I mean, as as chat says, you uh, you definitely deserve uh, kudos for uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all of that. That um, dear God, that was. <laughs> <laughs> do not envy you <laughs> and that's coming from the person who's done a phd um oh, what? So... oh snap you're getting your phd hmm? you're getting your phd yeah I, I i've got a phd in genetics oh um, shizzle, that's so, awesome. that, so that's why i was asking all of the like questions about <laughs> On the on the behind the scenes thing, I know exactly how these things work. I just want to make sure that we discuss those things out in in the podcast so that people understand right. it a bit better. Um, right. Okay. So, next question: um, <laughs> What is the most important thing for you that you've learned about your own self care through this? Um. I've learned that uh, I'm not as young as I used to be. Like, I still think that I'm like graduating from high school, going going into college, being able to, to do the same thing. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, definitely my body is telling me it's, it's a time to uh, listen to myself and, you know, pay attention to all the small changes going on, like, you know, physically and mentally. It's definitely a difficult one, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, hmm. it's a it's a it's a hard one because you know high school, college. It's like I love to run, but if I run now, I'm probably gonna throw myself into a flare, and I'm gonna be really tired. <laughs> and I kind of want to be able to use my knees and feet right now. Uh, I don't want to be stuck anywhere at the moment, so uh, I need those. <laughs> I mean. I don't, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know how old you are, um, but mm -hmm. I feel like um, quite often with um, developing an, an illness or, or a disability, um, it can feel like you've had something stolen away from you before yeah. it's time, so to speak, because, and it does feel like that, yeah, like you've, you've kind of like lost youth because mm -hmm. you can't you're not capable of doing the things that you previously were um which is what i feel like where a lot of the like angst and bitterness can come from <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> um but we all have to remember that it's it's not about aging like age is just a a number it's not really like it's, it's how many you know turns around the uh, uh sun we've been on the uh, this rock um but it's more about adapting to a new norm it's 
realizing our own limitations rather than aging before one's time. <laughs> but I totally get it. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> it might just be a number, but I can still feel it in my knees. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it's it's about knowing your knowing what you can and can't do anymore and what you can do instead um mm -hmm. and adapting um to you know if you can't run then other exercises that still allow you to keep yourself healthy and uh um fit but that don't completely ban jacks your knees uh, <laughs> oh dear <laughs> and now chat is definitely aging before my eyes as they all complain about their knees <laughs> i see the comments <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys hear all the facts? <laughs> okay. Uh, to both of you or anyone, uh, do you ever get days when it feels like you have plenty of spoons but find that tasks cost more than normal? Yeah. Yeah, there have been days where it's like, I'm going to do this, that, and that. And then when I go to do something, it's like, oh, I need more spoons. Whoops. I guess I better cut back on, I, I better cut back on, on something or I better start, uh, start, uh, barring, barring spoons from the, uh, from the uh, next day. But also, um, in that same, in that same breath, it's like, life is life and things happen. And it's like when the unexpected happens and it starts costing me spoons, I'm like, oh, like, why did this have to happen now? Like, I needed to save this for something else. <laughs> yeah, I, <sighs> I, I have to agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, there are many days in which Drac wakes up and goes, I'm fine. And then goes and does something and four hours later has realized that uh, um, uh, she probably should have stopped uh, um, uh, two hours ago and and um, has used up all of her spoons uh, for the entire week and is is oh, no. definitely going to be in bed for, <laughs> <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Um, I, I am not coming out of bed. I'm, I'm perfectly fine here. A thing is, right, we use this theory to explain how certain things take up energy, certain things, you know, are, are, uh, um, take up a certain amount of energy, and we have a limited amount of energy, but we have no fucking clue in reality how much energy we have, or whether or not we even have it that day until we spend it and then go oh shit i've got an appointment at three and i can't leave bed <laughs> it's, it, 
it, it sounds yes. like we've managed it and we've got it all under control, but really it's just uh, it's one of those things that it's it's really <laughs> difficult to tell. Um, yes. <laughs> and then it's like and then it's like whenever I'm in that situation, whenever I run out of spoons, it's like if I need to keep going, I have to psych myself into like going or or at my job, there's a vending machine. It's like I gotta get something to eat because it's gonna be a it's, it's about to be a long afternoon. <laughs> it's like, but um, sucking myself kind of works. It's like I just imagine that I'm someone else, and it's like, dude, you got this. Like, let's go. Like, or or I like to tell myself I'm gonna put my body on autopilot and I'm just gonna do things and forget that I ever did it until it's t- un- un- until it's time to go. <laughs> Yeah, I that I think a, a lot of us can uh, <laughs> definitely identify with that one. Um, it's I don't know. It's it it's it's funny that that there's this concept of like, oh well, why can't you, why can't you do these things? Why can't why can't you um, continue with like a commitment that you made? A week ago and it's just that it's it's very naive position to come from to assume even even people who don't suffer from illnesses right this is irrelevant to to um uh your health in that sense everyone has a finite amount of energy um and none of us are entirely a hundred percent sure of how you know what how much a day is going to take out if if you have a a, a particularly stressful day um mm-hmm. that can affect whether or not you can go do things it's it it's just that with illnesses you've got like a hundred spoons and and the chronically ill person has got four and right. <laughs> and and three of those uh are um uh being used on just trying to get out of bed and uh brush your teeth while the other one is lost somewhere down the back of the sofa and uh, you haven't seen it for uh, 3 hours um right <laughs> i'm i, I i'm t- i'm i'm a, i'm a just tell you this now like i wake up early like 4am i get up Take a shower, and I'm like, I'm tired. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just take a ten minute nap. <laughs> like I am so done with the day. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> there are so many times where I have to go. Okay, I've had a morning awake. Now I can either wash or nap. I can't do both. <laughs> Because even the napping takes effort to do. <laughs> but the nap means that I could maybe do something in the afternoon. But the washing means that I don't smell like the three days I've gone without washing because I couldn't <laughs> manage it. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's one of these things, it is a very much a just weighing up whether or not you can achieve these things and whether or not you can 
attend that thing and it's yeah trying to trying to figure out whether or not you have the the ability to do something until you're doing it or until you've slept through it um is i find practically impossible mm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, right um next question um is there anything that have is is there anything that having lupus has taught you which is beneficial to you a silver lining to a, a rough cloud as it were like kind of like uh has any good yeah come out of this well first one is you have me you uh have me on <laughs> <laughs> you definitely have me on so that's one good thing <laughs> The next one, um, it has a uh, helped me is real. It has, I have gained a network of supportive friends. Um, whether it be IRL, whether it be on Twitch, whether it be on a random support group that I've uh, found, um. It's time you realize that support is there. I just gotta go. To, I I just I just gotta go to them, and I need to still. I I need to keep. I need to stop doing this also. But I need to stop like, you know, trying to handle things by myself. But you know, know that like no, there's help out there. Just go reach. Go ask. Like go let it be known. You know, because uh, it's like once again, I I only have but so many spoons, and I gotta make the best of it <laughs> um also it, uh, i definitely uh, i don't know if this is i don't know if this is gonna come across right it's like uh to all the people who are taking all the pills i understand now i understand now and i respect y'all a whole lot more because some of my pills, they're not exactly small. They are not exactly small pills. <laughs> the amount that I'm taking... Oh, there's something else ha happened. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. I, I just... I I know what... I, yeah, some of those pills are like... <laughs> door stops. Um, yes! Yes! But... I'm like... I'm like, how is this possible? <laughs> Who like, the like, fuck can swallow yes! this? <laughs> Like, you're telling me that you've been a pill for X years and no one has discovered a way to make you smaller or turn you into a liquid? Like, come on. Um, but I was laughing because um, my mind immediately went to um, uh, uh, the point where uh, if people aren't aware of uh, uh, what we're discussing, that the only big pills that they uh, would know are uh, uh, not going orally. Um, uh... <laughs> 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 oh, God. I mean, I had to get, I had to get, like, poop talk in there somewhere, right? I mean, yes. I, Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh... Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. 
Um, oh, I will say that uh, that was exactly what the doctor prescribed. Is that <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I mean, to be fair, eat. like, with those doorstop uh, um, uh, pills, um, they should probably just tell you to ha have them uh, uh, the other way because uh, honestly, it'd probably be easier to get into you. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, some like sometimes when I'm taking my pills, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna just like just like a choke and gag. Like, come on. I I think that's one of the things that really uh um needs to be um on on the agenda to sort out is the fact that not everyone can can swallow pills like that. Like, I mean. Not everyone can like has has a gag reflex that can deal with that. Or, um, mm -hmm. I mean, it until I was what twenty two, I couldn't swallow tablets. Mm. I the only ones I could have were like dissolvable ones. So whenever anyone was like, "Here's a prescription," I'm just like, mm. "Well, uh, it's it's not getting in there." Uh, <laughs> um, it's it's one of those things you should, they should have developed by now a way that of of more adequately uh, uh, delivering medication, especially if you're going to have multiple forms, because not only are they going to interact with each other. Uh, they mm -hmm. create their own side effects, and then you've got to have more meds to deal with the side effects of the drugs that you're taking for that one thing. That's, and it's just, <sighs> yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I alone am on two oral, one implant, one patch. Um, sorry, three oral. Um, one um uh dissolve drink and then there's all the ones that i need to take as reactive ones and i'm telling you tramadol does not come in uh, um uh, kind size uh, <laughs> oh no i already know i already know tramadol no uh, uh. <laughs> but yeah that's oh, also no. another thing right you said that mm -hmm. you, you experience um, uh, um, uh, severely uh, uh, reduced um, kidney function. Well, mm. with all the, that medication, is that not a potential concern with um, whether or not that will long-term affect your kidneys? Um, the concern is definitely there. And they're constantly checking up on me each visit to make sure that, you know, the medicine that I'm uh, taking is not, like, doing more harm than good. Mm. So the concern is definitely there, and they're on top of it for sure. <clears throat> but that's, like, see, that's, like, there's, there's got to be a better way of, of, of 
developing um uh, medicine delivery that yes reduces the impact on our digestive systems our uh, um uh i mean obviously you're gonna have uh to process most of them through the liver it's it's not something that you can really avoid but trying to reduce the the horrendous side effects that come with all of those uh medications would be <laughs> would be nice yeah, for sure like that's why um throughout names but i am taking like a medicine that's supposed to like suppress my acids so that when i do take my medicine like nothing happens like 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 i won't have any have, i won't have any like acid reflux going on here yeah yeah i've got mm -hmm. omniprazole or something um for mm -hmm. exactly that because if 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 no one has experienced this um a lot of the uh, meds uh, especially the uh, more uh, punchy ones give you uh, um uh, acid reflux uh, um which means that you can't sleep because you're constantly uh, um uh, feeling like your uh, um body is burning from the inside out um you can't take your other meds because <laughs> you can't really take anything in um, right. and that's every i mean that for me it was every day that i was getting that um until i got a similar medication to you um which is something right. that you don't need when you're when you're ill is another thing to add to the, <laughs> to the mix. Right. oh dear but anyway, yeah. I thought we'd um, we'd finish up on um, a question that I know um, Paige likes to ask quite often. Um, is there any um, representation in media that you uh, know of or have, ident have um, identified with that um, you'd like to share with us? As far as lupus is concerned, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, media, as far as I can tell, um, there's not much media coverage on it from what I've noticed. But keep in mind, this is coming from a guy who hardly watches any kind of television and only keeps up with, like, mainly internet news. Um, there are some celebrities who have come out and, you know, said that they have lupus and, you know, they're care of themselves and this that and a third uh i think uh nick cannon for sure and tony braxton i sorry i remember she has it too um and there are um i think there's one more celebrity oh no there are plenty of other celebrities but it's just like that's as much in the media that i'm aware about now as far as like twitch media goes there's a whole lot of us <laughs> there's a whole lot of us that have lupus and and a lot of us talk about lupus very openly um i know that for me i'm very open about talking about lupus but there are some things that i probably won't dabble too much into i.e like what medicines and doses but i'll tell you like what each of them do though <laughs> um but uh like as far as like uh in the actual media, like, I feel like, uh, 
I feel like this is one of those things that needs more attention because not everyone knows what it is. And uh, people have asked me in public, like, you know, when I'm wearing any of my lupus outfits, like my shirts, they're like, what is lupus? And that just sparks up a whole new conversation. And the same thing happened to me at have happened to me at work because it's like they're like, why is the new guy struggling to move around? It's like that's not the impression I want to give my give my uh, give my um, new job that I'm not capable of doing what needs to be done. And so that kind of opened the doors up to them, and they kind of get it, but I haven't told them like everything that happens with me. Mm. But they, but I've shown them like the effects of my uh, lupus of like my flaring I've shown them like my joints flare my fingers flare and I showed them like the comparison it's like they were very surprised like that this can this 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 can happen to someone as as young as I and like like I, like I'm in my early 30s and it's like already like this doesn't feel right man <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, yeah I can I can definitely uh, uh, sympathize with that one uh, um, uh, because I, I got my extra um, uh, diseases. Um, uh, I mean, I was already struggling with my chronic pain from the age of 16, but my extra uh, diseases hit around 28 and um, it's just, and then in my 30s and it's just, it's just, it just keeps on like adding like just like fun times uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it does it feels very much like god surely if i'm falling apart at this point what <laughs> yeah like what's gonna happen later on down later on yeah. down the road <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but yeah, there is a follow-up question on the, do you want representation? Is there, yes. like, if a main character having lupus, would that be something that you'd that, want to see? That would definitely help. And also, I would love to see that. That would be, that would, that would be amazing. And if there is one and, and I don't know, please, D, please D, um, DM me. But uh, one of the big things about lupus is that, like like I said in the beginning of this, nine out of ten women have it. So obviously, a lot of the research we cater to them. But one out of the ten are actually are like men, and it's like I feel like a lot of men they're afraid to step up. Like I've noticed within my circle of men or friends, help isn't talked about a lot. I feel like the first thing that'll come out of a man's mouth is sports. <laughs> Honestly, that's just my two cents. It's such a stereotype, but... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like sports is the first thing to come out of any dude's... Or, I mean, I mean, sorry, most, most men's mouth. But then health would come up, provided that it's connected to sports like oh this person broke their knee dribbling ball down the basketball court or during football or during soccer or i mean sorry i i know the whole switch of rugby whatever rugby and other things <laughs> but yeah um i feel like i wish that it was just initiated just naturally just like any other topic you know so it's like 
I'm just hoping that, you know, more men would step up and say, hey, I'm having this issue. I need help. Can y'all help me or can y'all guide me? You know, things like that. And in that respect, I, I'm extremely thankful for you uh, coming and talking to us today because uh, I know that it's it, 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 it is a sensitive subject. It's obviously a very personal subject and it shows <laughs> we we have quite a skew of um uh um uh femme presenting um uh interviewees on here and i really appreciate uh coming on and talking and showing us a different perspective um and talking to us about your your uh um your experience with um lupus it's been it's been extremely uh interesting and educational even if i did bring down the tone by bringing oh that was uh, that was <laughs> solid that was solid that was that was necessary because i was being too wholesome <laughs> <laughs> there's one thing that i'm good at it's destroying wholesomeness uh, yes <laughs> um right so we have come to the end of the podcast um i'd like to give you the opportunity to say any last words or thoughts um before we finish up um uh shoot what do i say um if please seek out the proper help you need if you're going through anything like seek out professional help and even though i do have lupus i'm not letting lupus rule over me i'm doing my best to contain it i'm doing my best to live with it and i'm doing my best to show that like you know this kind of thing is not going to stop a guy like me i'm stubborn yes <laughs> and i also don't know when to stop but it's like listen to your body don't let your illness be your identity it's a part of you but don't let it be like oh hi i'm lupus and i'm just not going to do nothing because i ran out of because i ran out of spoons you know things like that so like so like uh find the reins guide it control it and uh don't let it control you okay well thank you again um can i get another shout out please for white shadow um i'd really appreciate it if you all go spread some love over that way um so i am actually because we've done this earlier i'm actually going to switch over to to chatting stream <laughs> um, oh, good. so um i'll just uh um sort sort things out and uh be right uh, be right back um so um yes thank you again and uh chat stick around and i'll burb <laughs>